Okay, we are in Sefer Hosea, Perek Ches, Posset Aleph El Chicha Shofar. So just to set the stage where we are, the Navi Hosea is continuing to focus his prophetic ire on the ten tribes, the northern kingdom, the group that seceded from Machi Yehuda. And again, bear in mind, these prophecies are a good 150 years before the Churban. And we see, as we've stated before, the ten tribes were a disaster from the beginning. They were a doomed civilization. Their first king was Yeruvah ben Nevat, who the Gemara says is one of perhaps the only two people in, in the world who will not have an opportunity for the Olam Haba, for the future world. That's how evil they were. And Yeruvah ben Nevat was a king who, there was never an Avodah Zorah he saw or he met that he didn't like. He led the nation into just a total absorption with Avodah Zorah. He blocked them from going to Yerushalayim to join their brethren in Yehuda at the base Hamikdash for the Regolim. Uh, he planted golden calves. The man was total evil, total venality. Um, at the same time, we're going to see that the Navi doesn't let B'nai Israel off the hook. They can't just say, oh, we were led by an evil king. The truth is, uh, they didn't just fall into a life of Avodah Zarah. They jumped. They had a lot to do with it. They loved it, as a matter of fact, it would seem to indicate. And so they are going to be held responsible too. And as I say, for the most part, this pair deals with the 10 tribes to the north, who we know at the end were driven into exile by Ashur, by Sancheirev, the king of Assyria, and basically never to be heard from again, even though we have Nebuos that say in the end of days, we will all be reunited. So now the Navi is told, Pasach Aleph, El Chikha Shofar, Put the shofar, the shofar is used to warn the nation that a disaster or an attack is imminent. So put the shofar on your palate, as it were. In other words, fasten it to your palate and fast. You have no, no time to lose because Kinesher al Hashem, like an eagle descending. Uh, on the on base Hashem Yan Abdu Brisi because you have um, violated my bris the covenant with you the Al Torasi Pasha when you have sinned and transgressed my Torah. Notice both are included here. The covenant it is a separate matter and my Torah you have abandoned. So you have screamed out to me in your um, pain, but I am not going to answer you. In other words, I am not responding to you. There is a difference of opinion among the fortune on this li yizaku. 
The way it's written, it looks like in the present tense, you're screaming out to me and I will not be there for you. One of them, of course, would say, this is the past. You screamed out to me and I am not, I will not respond to you. And still yet, it's in the future tense. You will scream out to me and again, I will not be there for you. Zonach Yisrael tov oyev yirdfu. Zonach, they have transgressed, they have rejected tov. Tov is a synonym we know for the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kilekach tov, I have given you a good, uh, a Torah. Uh, tov is synonymous with the Shem Hashem. You have just rejected the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and now the enemy will pursue you. Heim haimlichu velomi many heisiru veloyodata, oyodati. Kodesh Baruch Hu is saying, you appointed kings. I didn't appoint them. You chose officers to lead you. I had nothing to do with them. And that is not entirely historically accurate. As Radak says, and I will read it to you, that <clears throat> because in truth the Kaddish Baruch Hu did inspire Yerobam's ascendancy to the throne. If you will remember in Malachim, he sends Achiyahashiloni, who was a Navi, uh, to go to Yerobam and tell him. Uh, that he is going to be king. He did not announce it to the nation. So in that respect, he's right, the nation didn't know Yeruvim, but it was told to Achi Hashiloni, but again, says the Radak, it was done on a tznai. It was done on the Tznai that Yerobam would follow the path of the Kaddish Baruch Hu on Torah, and he did not keep the Torah. And um, moreover, it's in Tase HaYoshar Be'enai, if you did the right thing in the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that was the condition, he didn't. And therefore, um, B'nai Yisrael would still have an obligation to overthrow, you don't listen to a king or a navi or anyone who tells you to do Avodah Zohar. So you pick kings that I did not choose, and we know that the, the succession, the sequence of kings of uh, B'nai Yisrael were one worse after the other. They were just non-entities. Um, continues the navi, v'lo yadati kasvamu zahavam asulahem atzavim lamanyi kareis. The gold, the silver I gave them, the largesse, they converted to idols so that ensuring they would be cut off, their extinction. Zonach eglecha shomron chora apibam admosai lo hyuchun We know that one of the things Yeruvim did was to keep the people from going to Yerushalayim. He constructed two golden calves one in Basel, one in Dun. And as we know, B'nai Israel just lapped it up. They couldn't get enough of it. And so that is why my anger is there. How long 
10 tribes will it be before you cleanse yourself from this terrible Avodah Zohar? Interestingly enough, the Mephoshim says, Zonach Eglech, your golden calves. And it tells B'nai Yisrael, you weren't even original. You can't even use the excuse, well, we got this from the Umos Ha'olam. You invented the Egel HaZohar. You didn't get it from another nation. It's in your DNA, as it were. So you were the one that perfected the Egel HaZohar. You followed this. When are you going to cleanse yourself? Think about it. You have made it yourself. You crafted those pieces of wood, those steel, the icons, the, the gold, the, the ceiling. Uh, below Elohimu. They're not gods. You have to know that. They will be like um, sawdust. Shravim. Achem Egel Shalom, the Egels of Shalom. Shalom, as we said, is the capital city of the ten tribes. There may not have been an Egel there, but it's held responsible. Kiruach Yezaru Vesufsa Yezaru, a beautiful metaphor. You have sowed uh, a wind and has grown out of it a tempest. You are reaping. Koma Einlo, whatever you plant in the ground, it will not grow, it will not sprout. Nothing you do will yield in terms of, of your avoda zora. Maybe there will be brief periods, says the Navi. Interesting point. There's going to be brief periods where things look like you've accomplished something, you have done something right. Um, Afim Yivlo, says Rashi, Afim Yotziu, even if you succeed, it's temporary. Sopo Lipo Biyad Zorin. Foreigners will swallow it up. Nivla Yisrael Ata Hayu Vagoyim Kidli Ein Chefetz They've been swallowed up, Yisrael, or will be swallowed up amongst the nations. It will be like nobody has any value for it. And the Mephor should point out a very sad, important historical lesson. It's when they think the nations say you have no value. There are, of course, some nations that welcome Jews with open arms at first, but there are some nations that just say they have no value. Mitzrayim. Well, Mitzrayim would not be a good example, but in the end, it says, You seem bad in the eyes of Mitzrayim. You're useless. And once the government of the nation you are exiled to sees you as useless, as less than human, that's where the trouble starts. In other words, once they dehumanize you, you're not a person, you have no value, then they do the terrible horrors that tragically we've so, seen in the past century. Really, yes. So we, we understand what the significance to the Jews is of, of being, uh, of not following the Torah, of, of kind of straying. What's the significance to the rest of the world? I mean, if the Jews don't succeed, is that it? What do you mean, if they don't? Is it just... If, if the Jews are not successful in 
building a society that Hashem envisioned, then what happens to the rest of the world? Well, that goes back to our belief that we are a light unto the nation. That's our job. Yeah. We are a light unto the nations. If we have failed to show the nations that we are worthy of being a light, yes, it's a chil of Hashem. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu just, that's part of the anger, is because they have made a chil. So our hope is that in the end of days, again, we will be that light to the nation. We will achieve that primacy and the recognition that there's only one Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ki heima alu ashur pera bodeidlo Ephraim hitnu ahavim. They have gone like pera bodeid, is a wild donkey that has no guidance, no strategy, just wanders from place to place. That's what the wandering Jew becomes. Ephraim hitnu ahavam. Ephraim has bought its lovers, as it were. And that is historically accurate. We see that in the end, Ephraim scurried from nation to nation. Mitzrayim, Asher, who was its enemies, and bought it, tried to buy their love, paid huge tributes, huge gifts of gold and silver to say, come, make an alliance with us. Say you'll defend us, you know, you'll be our friend. And of course, we learn they're left out there to die. And Mitzrayim, and I sure turn on them. So you have bought or attempted to buy your lovers. Hitnu ahavim. Gamki hitnu bagoyim same. And yet, as we've always pointed out, Hosea is as quick with the nechama, with the consolation, as he is with the tochacha, the rebuke. So he says, Gamki hitnu bagoyim. Now that I, even though I give you over into the hands of exile, into exile, akapsein. I will gather you. And yes, the consequence will be that until it happens, you will be paying taxes to foreign governments. Yes, there's going to be a discomfort level, but you will be safe in exile, and I will take you out. The Mephorshim sees on that Ma'atmi Masa Sorim. The kings will tax you. The Abarbanel says the kings may tax you, but the Hamone Am is where your Tzoros are going to be from. The Hamone Am have no such, first of all, they don't have the power to tax, but they have the power to destroy. And that's where the pogroms and the inquisitions and the tortures came from. It's a great lesson that the Kodesh Baruch was saying, at worst, you'll pay taxes to the kings. Barbanel says it's much worse than that, in that the hamoneyam are the instruments of, of the physical abuse of Bnei Israel and always have been. He hereby Ephraim mizbachos hayulo mizbachos Ephraim, the ten tribes, they couldn't get enough altars of Avodah Zorah. They built more. They had originally agreed, they had to multiply them. Um, and it was to sin. Echtov lo Torah. See, and here is the ultimate paradox in Navi saying, I wrote for you all my Torahs. I sent you Nevi'im daily. Um, and you treat them, my Torah, they would, uh, 
considered something foreign, something repellent to you. In other words, the bimos that you sacrificed, you couldn't get enough of. But my Torah, no, you didn't have it. You rejected out of hand. Continues the Navi on your Gimel, and now we are going to expand it to include Yehuda. In the last three sentences, Yehuda is included. How do we know? Because he's talking about the Karbanos. You will bring meat on the altars, like for Karban Ola. I don't want them. But before that, you know what? Use it for meat for yourself. Uh, as Rashi says, Zivri Olasi Shehain Mahavinimli Bamizbeah. Why bring it? Lamalisha Mavimoso Yizbuchulios Lachem Lubasar Machalam Yoko. Eat it. It has as much significance to me as an Ola or as a Shlamim, uh, as just an empty rote automatic sacrifice. You're better off eating it without any spiritual dedication. Um, and Yisgar uh, Avon, I will remember their sins. This is Judah. The Yifkot Chatasam Hema Mitzrayim Yashuvu. They will be returned to Mitzrayim. We're not sure the Navi means here at the end where they consult your Miyal, what should they do about Bavel? He says, stay. They disobey him deliberately and go to Egypt where they're killed. Or does it mean in general, in the exiles that's to come in the next thousands of years, you're going to end up in Mitzrayim anyway? Uh, Israel has forgotten its creator. And they have built Hecholos. So now Hecholos can be interpreted two ways. They, these huge buildings, which could have been for uh, Avodah Zara, but not likely. Hecholos could mean shuls. They will build shuls. Uh, and even then, they will build to protect themselves. They're not going to be safe. The Yehuda here are in Bitsuros. They will build fortified cities as if to protect them. That's going to protect them against the enemies, not the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I will send fire to consume them. I will eat up, destroy its palace. So that's how the Navi ends this parrot on a rebuke to Israel, but at the same time, Judea does not have a free pass on this, and we will continue on that theme in Mirza Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Be there, Adkan.